Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to the Dream Factory. The Dream Factory! The world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. Here at the Dream Factory, the rules are simple. They're so simple. There aren't any rules. We can discuss as many film ideas as we like, but only one can be taken through to the next stage of the Dream Factory. There's two stages of the Dream Factory (laughs) where the winning film idea that's pitched will be used as a 30-minute instructional video that goes out at 9.30 every weekday morning. I'm Joel. A man who puts the limber in, aren't we in a terrifying state of limbo at the moment? And across from me is John Harris, who is appearing topless before me in a video chat. John, how have you managed to find a tattoo artist during the lockdown? Uh, I'm doing it myself with a biro and uh, some knives. Uh, <laughs> over a hundred, over a hundred episodes, and we've yet to get to the next stage. You wait, you wait till the next stage happens, listener. We've got big plans for the next <laughs> stage. I think it's was it. it? 250 episodes of Dream Factory, and then we progress <laughs> to the next stage, which is a thousand episodes. <laughs> yeah, the next stage is going to be glorious. The production levels we've got planned for the next stage. Have, and the guests. Oh, some of the guests we've booked. Joel and I are replaced God. by actually good, humorous people. It's, it's pretty mad. We've booked two big name American comedians to play <laughs> us at the next stage. And John and I are just going to become the money men. Absolutely. We're going to be the money guys. But sp- we're still in the initial stage, John, so that means we've got to pitch some films. Here's one from Ben. The Pledge. Uh, apparently there's a film called The Pledge. Okay. I'd never heard of it before, um, but I've just Googled it. And it's got um, it's got your man in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know him. Jack Nicholson. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fine. Um, That's who I was thinking Sh- of. Sean Penn. Is it? Yeah, yeah, Jack Nicholson. Because he is my and man. And it, it's called The Pledge. And he says, it's about a detective who asks for a cold... This, this is his fictional idea. Asks for a cold case to be reopened after finding out that the crime scenes have all been cleaned with pledge. Hey, that's not bad. I just don't know how you're going to... If it's sufficiently pledged, will you be able to find any prints? Well, this podcast is sponsored by Pledge, and yeah. uh, we just like to say that Pledge is such a good cleaning product that you can cover up any murder. In a former life, Joel and I did a podcast where we tried to watch the worst 100 films ever made on the Internet Movie Database. And when we tell people that, their first question is, was there a film that was by far the worst? And the answer is, pledge this, which is a Paris Hilton film. But we could do a version where it's uh, Paris Hilton cleaning. That's quite, pledge this. No, it'd be her telling people to clean her house, wouldn't it? Yeah. I, I try and expunge pledge this from my uh, sponge. 
an item you'd use with Pledge uh, from my memory because it's so, so bad and like really nastily bad. I, d- I never think, I only ever think about it when you bring it up, which makes me think it's like at the front of your mind all the time. Most it had of the such time. a chilling effect. Yeah. yeah. I wake up with cold sweats thinking about Paris Hilton <laughs> talking about how thin she is. Right. So, how would he, you know, black lights, when they black light something and you can see like crime stuff, is that Pledge resistance? Could, could that Maybe be the solution? Is. Maybe it could be, yeah. So the guy, there's a serial killer going around who is also kind of like Mr. Muscle. And Perfect. he's just so good at cleaning up crime scenes. Barry Scott is a serial killer. <laughs> Barry Scott is a psychotic serial killer and he's using Kill It Bang to oh! uh, kill his targets. And he's killing other cleaning product mascots. So he kills Mr. Down. Muscle. He kills the toilet duck. He strangles the toilet duck. No, he force feeds the toilet duck like foie gras. He <laughs> and he feeds, feeds that to bleach. Mr. Muscle. <laughs> yeah, he feeds it to, he feeds bleach foie gras to Mr. Muscle <laughs> and kills it. He kills the little frog from Can Do. Do you remember Can Do? <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. It's a very French dinner he's making, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it is. Frog's legs and foie gras all bleached up. Uh, cleaning where, products. I don't know of many other cleaning product mascots. When do you? you said no, where, there's that one sheet guy now, isn't there? Who's like a, one sheet, yeah, yeah, for the paper towels. When you said Mr. Muscle, which version oh the little th- the sad little cherub on fairy liquid. That's sad when he when Barry Scott kills a child. But so fairy liquid has always been this cherub child, and now mm. they're advertising this like degreaser with this like is still a baby but he's like wearing a leather jacket and he's like all right grace i've had enough of you is it that giant baby from twitter (laughs) no we're not getting into that (laughs) (laughs) don't google giant baby on twitter or do but just let's not we're not we're not we're not having that conversation but yeah mr muscle there's two mr muscles isn't there there's like scrawny man and then there's genuinely muscly mr muscle in our lifetime they change it's like when um captain birds i went from being like the stereotype cartoony character to being a hunky old man yeah he is quite sexy now isn't he he's really Um, hunky what about mr sheen in his little pilot's outfit yeah oh yeah yeah mr sheen and pledge would have a very that that would be a heated beef because i feel like they cover the same areas don't they they cover the same surfaces surfaces. (laughs) yeah I, i think this is quite a good idea Honestly, this isn't this isn't Joel's just Joel hasn't gone. All right, John, can you spend t- 10 minutes talking about the former project we had? But there was another thing that we watched in that where it was based in a super it was an animated film based in a supermarket. <gasps> Holy shit. Yeah. And they had some of the mascots for food products in it and it's 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 awful again and it wasn't oh released God. for like it wasn't released for like 15 years. I can't think what it was called. Fuck. What was that? That was so and it, bad. And it is about a murder in a supermarket as well, I believe, and they're investigating yeah. it. So it's actually, we've just kind of gone for a more a cleaning specific one. And our film would be good, unlike theirs. So that is slightly different. Oh, mate, our film would be amazing. I can't remember what that film's called, but it's, it's yeah, it's not good. I'm obviously looking, trying to find out what it was. Is it Food Fight? Maybe it's... Yeah, I mean, Food Fight's got 1.5 on IMDb. <laughs> yeah, oh, was, my God. Yeah, it had that it weird dog terrible. who looks like Indiana Jones. Yeah, and it um and the animation was like incomplete. oh the animation is unbelievable. And there was like a oh squirrel God. that flew an airplane, I think. Yeah, that's my film. That's my Saturday night film sorted. <laughs> Can't wait to spring that on the other half. That, <laughs> Amazing. That, that's that done. Uh, what about this one from Gareth? Tango and Cash in the Attic. Okay, explain to me what Tango and Cash is. 
After two distinguished detectives are wrongfully framed for a murder by a criminal, they are imprisoned. When they manage to escape, they join hands to fight against their offender. Now, that Tango and Cash and the description of the thing makes me think of like a Sunday night procedural kind of detective thing. Yeah. But it's a it's an 80s buddy cop film starring Sylvester Stallone and Kurt Russell. Oh. Yeah. I feel it's like good. It sounds like it should have a dog sidekick in it. Yeah. <laughs> is which one's the dog? Tango? No, I guess Anne Cash. You'd say is Cash the dog? No, Tango's the dog. Maybe they're both dogs. <laughs> yeah. Well, when we take this one to Hollywood, we're like, all right, here's the twist. They're both the sidekick dog. <laughs> <laughs> we're re- <laughs> we're gonna remake Tango and Cash, but everyone's a dog. <laughs> yeah, Tango and Cash in the attic. So they've got to be some sort of you know treasure in an attic somewhere that's worth a baddie framing people for murder and yes do they so they they frame someone for murder they go they sneak in get the the cash in the attic maybe it's in some sort of st- safe so there's some sort of sense of i know i know he's not cash in the attic but david dickinson could be quite a good villain i think yes so for the uh for anyone who doesn't know who david dickinson is he is the host of a rival tv show which one is it? Bargain Hunt. Bargain Hunt. But yeah, but he's he's just pretty big on the on the general antique bargain scene. Yeah, and he's he is a, an older man with bright white big hair and orange skin. I mean, a remarkable complexion of a man. Absolutely. Yeah, he I was think... doing that. He was doing that so far, so long before Donald Trump. Oh yeah, Trump came to the UK to do some golf in Scotland. He just happened to have BBC Two on, saw Dickinson, and thought, <laughs> "This is my look." <laughs> this this guy's got it. Absolutely. I don't know what it is. Oh my god! What I share a birthday with David Dickinson. <laughs> wow. Well, we were born in you... the same year. No, sixteenth <laughs> of August, nineteen forty-one. He was born. Fair play. Fair play, Dickinson. I've I've always thought that you guys. Oh, that's really pleased me. Yeah. Yeah. I might get some bronzer. I um my one's Jay Z, uh, and he's written a song about our our, our birthday and everything. Yeah, obviously there's cooler people that share a birthday with me. <laughs> I think Madonna's one of them. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not going... Sh- you're, uh, you'll have a shit celebrity that shares your birthday. Jay-Z is great, though. You've really nailed it with that one. Mad- <laughs> Madonna's ha- been having an interesting lockdown. I don't know if you've seen those videos. It's actually... Um, that's kind of what all of us 16th of August guys have been up to. <laughs> She's just the most well-known. Me and David Dickinson have also been having similar baths. <laughs> just They're just not getting as big a... Yeah, it's big coverage. What about this one from Lizzie? Tooth extraction. Uh, have you seen? Have you seen or have you heard about this? Chris Hemsworth Netflix. Shit, shoot. man! You also share a birthday with Jeff Bridges. <laughs> hey, um, that's pretty cool. Have I seen? I've heard about extraction. It's a lot of action, not much else. Is that right? Yeah. Well, I, yeah. So I assume they're getting someone out of a building. It's one of those kind of bang bang shooty call of duty bang bang shooty call of duty kind of films (laughs) so i'm thinking chris hemsworth is a dentist you're welcome to think that (laughs) maybe like there's like a bomb in someone's mouth that that seems like it could (laughs) good so he has to take the tooth out to disarm the bomb and maybe terrorists are breaking into the dentist what? Hey, oh, 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 the, the patient is the president. The patient is the president. Good. That's better. <laughs> Thank the pre- God. The president wakes up and in some sort of weird saw-like situation, he's found out that there's a bomb in his mouth and Chris Hemsworth has to shoot terrorists whilst taking his Perfect. tooth out. 
Perfect. That's great. <laughs> oh, I'm pleased with that. Hey, John, if you'd had the big all the numbing injections in your mouth and you had to tell someone that it was sore, what would that sound like? You'd say Thor, wouldn't you? You'd say my mouth's Aye. quite Thor. Moving on. Moving on. <laughs> One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. I, I, we've had these two in, and I can't remember if we've done these ones before. So Hit me. Tom says, Ocean's 12 Angry Men. Ocean's 12 Angry Men. I'm going to say we haven't done that one. Okay, good. Thanks, Tom, for having an original thought, which <laughs> is something I haven't done with regards to this podcast in, I would say, 18 months. Ocean's 12 Angry Men. So it's, I reckon, the guys from Ocean's 12 all called up to jury service. So you know um, where they yep. get the gang, gang together? The best thing about all of those films is getting the gang back together, right? Yeah. The best thing about any heist film or any ensemble film is getting the Don gang Cheadle. together. Don uh, Cheadle. Yeah, sorry. Um... <laughs> that's generally true though isn't it yeah it's yeah, always yeah. the best bit always the best bit and I, they actually do that really well in the oceans films i think so this one they've all been separated for ages after a crime and they coincidentally all of them get called up for jury service nice and they're all on the same jury yeah and uh, and they use the time to plan a heist of there's some sort of rare judge's wig in this courtroom <laughs> that they want to nick yeah, and but so I, they they prolong the jury. They prolong. It seems like an open and shut case, but they prolong it so they can do more scheming. The the other great thing, particularly about the first Ocean's movie, is that it's like it's like a magic trick. You think it's going wrong. You think it's going one yeah. way. Then it all turns out that they would. You know, it was all they all knew the things that were going to go wrong went wrong, and blah blah blah. So this, I think, it has to kind of be a bit like that as well. So maybe maybe only George Clooney's character knows, but someone needs to know and have, have arranged for them. Because, I mean, it's mad for them to all be on jury duty together. So one of them has to have arranged it because they know yeah, about nice. the wig and they kind of fake it out. And they know Don Cheadle would accidentally spill the beans, so they don't tell him, but he's somehow implicit in some way. And then by the end, they have this incredible wig and they've swapped it out for some cheap one. And credits, I guess. 
Exactly. And Brad Pitt eats at the beginning of every scene, but instead of all the other films where he does that, by the end, he's really fat. (laughs) And also this one from Chris on the theme of Have We Done It Before? Me, myself, and I, Robot. See, that one rings more of a bell. Yeah. We've definitely discussed I, Robot, because, you know... It's one of the classics. I know. I think I remember us talking about it, and I we thought it was like incredibly smart at the time, and it's probably not that clever. Oh yeah, when it came out, I was blown away by. It. Yeah, <laughs> I thought this is this is cinema. Even um, just like the rules of robotics within it, I just thought that's so clever that yeah. the third rule, if it interferes with the second rule, it'll blow. Oh. Never kiss a robot. Never yeah. kiss a robot. That's the third rule, isn't it? <laughs> don't fall in. Don't fall in love with a robot. Um, but I, I was actually thinking, just purely based on that because obviously me myself and irene is a comedy will smith doesn't really do funny films anymore yeah and he's a funny man i think the last funny film he did was probably well it's not funny but men in black three well i think the thing is pure comedy probably isn't as much of a financial guarantee as a blockbuster No, of course of course but but that's kind of that's what he did also there's a weird four-year gap on will smith's cv <laughs> he didn't make a film between 2008 and 2012. Do you find that quite hard to believe? That does seem crazy. What was he That's doing? That's mad, isn't time? it? So he did Hancock and Seven Pounds in 2008. Yeah. And then he didn't do anything until Men in Black 3, four years later. Yeah, what was he doing? Cause that it's is like... mad. If you know, tweet us. What was Will yeah. Smith up to for four years? Four years! That feels like when he was like riding high as well. Did he release? I mean, he has, he's sort of always been riding high, hasn't he? Did yeah. he release? Is that? Did he release some music or for four years? Yeah. Did he release Switch and just? No, <laughs> Switch is that? way before that, isn't it? You, no, Switch is late career. Will Smith rapping. It's probably yeah. his last rap album. I reckon Switch is like two thousand and three. Okay. Hey, right. So, <laughs> Will Smith. Uh, I'm well into this now. Will Smith. <laughs> in the, he, this is what he did. Men in Black Two, Bad Boys Two, iRobot, Shark Tale, Hitch. Pursuit of Happiness, I Am Legend, Hancock, Seven Pounds, then nothing for four years. Now, say what you like about those films. Some of them are good, some of them are bad, but they were all enormous films, really, weren't they? Yeah, that is and really... So weird. There must be a, there must be a clickbaity article somewhere saying, what did Phil, what did Will Smith do for f- four years? Yeah. And oh, then you click on it, and it'll, t- it'll be like four pages explaining what Will Smith is before they tell you what's happened <laughs> in that time. Would Probably. gladly read it. <laughs> Would gladly read it. Will Smith, 2008 to 2012. Where Will Smith went wrong is the top article. Will Smith's career has gone seriously downhill. These are all really damning of Will Smith. But none none of the none of them just, answered the question. Yeah, because the thing about what you're... Like, your point... Like, some people would say, like, Hancock and Seven Pounds are weren't, like, his best work. So that might be their point. But, yeah... F- for him to have to take four years off because he made two uh, not top quality films seems a bit strong. I think people like Seven Pounds, don't they? Mm, maybe. Are we going to spend the next 10 to 20 minutes talking about Will Smith or shall we do just a couple more film ideas, Joel? Let's do a couple more film ideas I say, if you insist. Yeah, I mean, you'll be thinking about Will Smith the whole time. What about this one from Matthew, Spider-Man? Is, is, is he swinging by his, his hair or something? Is that is that what we're saying? Yeah, is he a horse spider? Interesting. What? Is that interesting? A horse spider. What's a horse? Wait. Oh, I've just, made it up. You've just said some stuff. <laughs> well, I was thinking uh, about a horse fly. Or like a... Have you ever seen a horse fly? <laughs> is this a joke? Not... <laughs> it feels like such a, it, that is such a dad joke. It's like, give it wings. What's a horse um, with wings called? Pegasus. Sorry. The horse flies are 
really, really fucking gross, man. And what I think they really, I think they can really hurt you. They have. They're like a painful bite, aren't they? But yeah, I didn't know they're speci- scary. I didn't know they're specifically disgusting in the world of flies. I didn't know they were like <laughs> tears of attractiveness. Yeah, no, that's a fair point. That's a fair point. Uh, have you not seen my spreadsheet? <laughs> um, I thought you came to my TED talk. <laughs> so is it a man? Is it a, is it like a man or woman? Spider Man? Is it is it like a tangled situation where they've got like long hair they can swing off buildings with, or is it a horse that's been bitten by a spider who then has superpowers? Yeah, it's that. It's that one. <laughs> And it wears a little mask to conceal its horse identity. <laughs> but they do wear masks, horses, don't they? Famously. When they're racing. They do when they race. Blind, what are they call Blinders, blinkers. Blinkers. Well, they're not masks. To stop them. Just, yeah. To stop them yeah. what? Seeing the other horses? Yeah. Just to keep them on the straight and narrow, mate. Do you, how, how good do you think you'd be at telling horses apart out of interest? Uh, Based purely on face. Could I recognise a horse? <laughs> I don't think I could. No, neither. I don't think there's any horse I could recognise. Not from face. <laughs> Maybe from gesture and language and connection. But Do you think people who are like well into horses, if you showed them a famous horse, they'd be like, yeah, that's Red Rum or whatever it was called? Yeah, I think so. Interesting. Hey, I've got a, a horse anecdote that I'll tell. Go for it. As a post-credits oh. treat. Mm. Oh, so tears. stick around for that. Hey, uh, John, have you got any more film ideas? Uh, what about this one from Matt? Knives out for free Willie. When the beloved whale Willie winds up dead on the beaches of Seattle, a heartbroken brackets now adult Jesse reaches out to Benoit Blanc to investigate the killer, and it ain't climate change. Yeah, well into that. I, I want more Benoit Blanc. I'd be, I'd like Benoit Blanc to be to have more for Daniel Craig to do more Benoit Blanc when he do, eventually does James Bond. Like I, that would love be that good. film. I'd love oh. like a full Agatha Christie style Benoit Blanc Definitely. that cat in the end I would love like, that film so much I would like it to get to the point where I'm not thinking about his death yet but when he does pass I want the Benoit first Blanc line yeah, of the obituary yes yes <laughs> yes I want him to become typecast as a Midwest detective <laughs> yeah um, Benoit Blanc gets into animal crime I'm all over it not I, enough films about animal crime I'm always banging that drum yeah Ace Ventura and now Benoit Blanc. That's it. I assume in this film we have a situation where the whale is... You think it's been killed by some sort of anti-environmentalist types. So it feels mm-hmm. like a big political thing. But then at the end, Benoit finds out it's like someone who just doesn't like Jesse, the kid from Free Willy. Yeah. Yes. Perfect. Brilliant. Well, should we move on to our own ideas? Okay. Here's mine. Old boy. It's an ultra-violent retelling of Big or... Whatever one of those films. Benjamin Button. Big. It's big. (laughs) Tom Hanks is a boy that gets old and he kills people and it's really visceral. Kid. Wait. So. He's an old boy, right? Yeah. So. In Big, he's an old boy. And in Old Boy, I don't know, there's lots of murdering. Do do they ever explain him? I haven't seen. I haven't seen Big since I was a child. Since I was little. And I don't. Do they explain? Will he eventually. Was he born and that. Is, or is he just what? What's happened? Why is he like that? It's like some magic, isn't it? Oh, did he start <laughs> off a kid in the film? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so, so he's just magicked into an adult. You don't just get introduced into <laughs> this guy. <laughs> how would that? How would the film explain that? <laughs> so It'd be like, like a fucking opening text crawl, like Star Wars. <laughs> how, 
you didn't enter the world where because that would just be like a mental illness right you wouldn't just enter a world of an old of a fully grown man who behaves like a child <laughs> or well, that's not like a fun knockabout comedy or it opens with it opens with a doctor just aghast as tom hanks comes out of a lady <laughs> <laughs> i think um i think he gets like it's a wish or some sort of magic or a lamp or something a cl- classic family film freaky and he goes back to being a kid okay so it's yeah, not you're like... thinking of something really much more horrific than the actual film. Yeah, I'm thinking of that uh, Robin Williams one where the guy oh ages my God. super quick. Oh my God, when at the end he's like 100 years old at his graduation. Uh, awful. Fucking oh, hell, don't let me think about that. We've we've discussed that film a few times before on here. I think it's it, it has both scar, scarred both of us quite weirdly. Um, deep, that film is deeply, deeply traumatic in ways that I, I'm not willing to investigate. <laughs> directed by the director of the Godfather trilogy, weirdly. And I stand by it. It's his best work. <laughs> right. So, wait. So, he's a boy who has a wish and becomes old mm-hmm. and then just beats the shit out of people. <laughs> yeah, because he's he's super young and feeble. And yeah. he wishes that he could take on the bullies. And when, he, when, he, when I say he takes them on, holy shit, he murders them really brutally. There's, there's also... Uh, Opportunity feels like the wrong word, and I'm about to do an old boy spoiler. So, uh, if you haven't seen that, apologies. There's there's an opportunity here for some sort of because there's mistaken incest in old boy, and there's definitely something that could be done with that. So, uh, listener, just think about what you could do with that. <laughs> Would you like my idea? Yeah. What about this one from me, Richard and Judge Judy? Good. <laughs> I love it. It just sounds like an excellent daytime TV format. I'm not sure Hollywood will take it. Yeah, I mean they're doing "You Say We Pay." They're doing what the book club. Yeah, I like it. And that's it. I I don't think we need to embellish much more on that one. We can move on to the the bit where we pick a winner, but we don't pick a winner, and then the bit where we play some music and we just chat. Hey, what's the winner? I think the winner is uh, the Barry Scott serial killer. Yeah, stride started strong. Lots of fun. It started really strong and it was I really tailed off immediately. Um, <laughs> but if you disagree with that and you enjoyed it all the way through, why not give us five stars on iTunes? Subscribe, tell your friends, do a tweet about it. Send an know, idea. Sh- send an idea. We need God. We need ideas. I don't know if you could taken that from the last twenty odd minutes of content, but <laughs> bloody hell, are we short of ideas. Send us some ideas on Twitter or just shout them in the street. We'll find them. Thank you very much, and stay tuned till after the credits for what I've built up to be too good an anecdote about horses hey john hello good episode well done mate i thought you were good thank you normally at this bit i write like if i've had anything of interest happen to me in the week i'll like write it at the end of my notes for the episode um, and all I've got written is what is time question mark because <laughs> I was thinking about the week that's just passed and like it just doesn't like there's nothing to, there's literally nothing to it there's yeah I was thinking about everything that happened and I was like no that was before this week I don't know what I did in the last seven days so no man have you done have you found any entertainment have you watched anything good uh I'm I'm actually enjoying The Mandalorian and weirdly even though everyone was annoyed that it's come out weekly actually in this state that we're in it's quite nice oh, yeah, to have a thing great. to look forward to once a week. Yeah. Uh, I haven't done the last episode yet so that's going to be a little treat for me at some point over the next couple of days. But yeah, 
Yeah, and just some Switch game. I've been playing a lot of Super Mario Maker 2, which is fun. But it's kind of yeah, like... I might get it. You, it's really, really fun, but like you're kind of just like playing people's levels, so there's no, there's no like progression. Yeah, so I'm not like desperate to play it when I'm not playing it in the in the same yeah. way that you would like a big narrative game that you'd be like progressing yeah. through. What about you? Okay. Um, Call of Duty. I'm so bad at it. I'm yeah. so so bad at it. People are just. I can't believe how good people are. It makes me feel really old. I think you do reach an age. I remember listening to a podcast where they talked about this before, where there is actually a peak age of being good at video games. And then you're, that's why like all of the world's best, like what's it called? Players like PUBG and Fortnite. They're all like teenagers. Esports. Yeah. Esports stuff. Cause like mid twenties onwards, you, you actually just slow down and you can't hand eye coordination. You can't do it as quick. And I, I feel <clears throat> honestly, I feel a thousand years old. And then I see videos on Twitter and Reddit and stuff. And the stuff, the quick thinking of people and the stuff they're doing, I just think all I'm, I'm like every time trying to remember what the button is to open a box. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, these people are like jumping in a helicopter. Then they're getting the helicopter trajectory just right. And then they're attaching C4 to the helicopter and jumping out of it. And then the helicopter flies into a group of people and blows them all up. And I'm yeah. honestly like taking 10 minutes to switch between guns. <laughs> yeah. The sec- if, someone, if someone walks into a room and I've got the jump on them, I need them to not see me for about 20 seconds to be able to kill them <laughs> because I'll like just shoot and it, it'll be like, have you seen Ali G in the house? Yes. There's a dream sequence at the start of Ali G in the house where some gangbangers pull up to do a drive-by on him and they shoot perfectly around his outline <laughs> Yeah. And, and not a single bullet hits him and it's exactly like that on Call of Duty and then they'll just slowly turn around after I've honestly like fired like 50 rounds at them and they'll just shoot me in the head and I'll be dead. <laughs> It's absolutely ridiculous. I'm so bad at it. Yeah, the second I get even slightly stressed in a video game, I forget what every button does. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And you're just like looking at the ceiling, running around in circles. Yeah. Um, um, I've, I've agreed. Well, we've agreed to play some uh, Rocket League, which is a game that totally baffles me in a in a bit. So that Oh, be... that's a game where physics, there's no rules. It makes no sense. It's so you, tough. You're but playing football, but you're a car. <laughs> <laughs> It's proper Alan Partridge dictaphone stuff, that, isn't it? <laughs> Car football. Um, anyway, horse. Yes. When I was at uni, John, we were both on the same student radio station. I set out to do a fun feature where I did things for the first ever time. Yeah. Uh, and one of those things was horse riding. And I had a friend who did horse riding quite a lot. He's someone I used to work with. And they were like, cool, come and learn to ride a horse. And I did that. I'm, I was too tall and too big for any of the horses. <laughs> uh, I, they didn't have a helmet that fit me, so it, it looked like I was just wearing a little cap on the back of my head. They had to get a horse out of retirement. Get this right. So the the main aim was that I was going to compete at these big events. <laughs> they had like, it's called like badminton. I never understand why. It's called badminton, isn't it? What? Like a horse get together competition. It's called badminton. Never really understood that. Weird. Anyway, so I was going to compete at like the very, the opening level of that. And I did like lots of training. They got yeah, so they got this horse out of retirement for one last competition, and the horse was called Rocky. <laughs> Lovely. That's the stuff of dreams. So me and Rocky like really bonded. We were running around doing all this stuff, and I had to. <clears throat> it got to competition day, and it was like a big day. And there, I, there, I would say there were probably a hundred people there watching these badminton trials, and it was going up to like a pretty high standard level like of awards. And there were like these independent judges came down to hand out the rosettes or whatever. And in my category which was entry level, it was me, probably 21, and a seven-year-old girl <laughs> competing <laughs> against each other. <laughs> yes. 
and it came to it and i had i hadn't really practiced you had to go around a course and um at the beginning level so you know these courses normally you have to do like there's like jumps and stuff well at the very beginning level they just remove the pole from the jump and put it on the floor and you just have to <laughs> step over a pole on the floor but there was this woman there who was like in charge of the judging and she was so so by the book she was like the only way you can win a rosette is if you do a jump at the end you have to do a jump and so they like they did it at like the lowest bar which was like you know two foot off the ground or whatever so anyway i did the course ran round trotted around the course the first time i did it the horse just went just fucking walked off to the left and started eating grass and they let me go again anyway i did the course and i was really nervous made it i did the jump i completed the course everyone cheered and then the girl the seven-year-old girl did it and she didn't make the jump and then i had to claim the winning rosé oh no (laughs) competition against the (laughs) seven-year-old and my whole family went to watch it because they thought it was the stupidest thing they'd ever heard of and they thought it would be fun to go and laugh at me and then this little girl's whole family were there to like cheer her on it was really sad and i won it oh mate that is awful <laughs> still 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 pride of place in my uh, of course you're wearing it right now <laughs> i'm wearing the big rose right now <laughs> um an early uh, detail in that story is the fact that you were too tall for any of the horses. Now, with yeah. Andrew, you're not Stephen Merchant, Joe. You're not like you're you're a tall man, but no, you're an average tall. I'm like six foot one. Yeah, but I just don't think the stables have many people that weren't like five foot eight and nine women that rode horses. They just didn't yeah, really have any. None of the horses that competed were big. They had like big horses in the like Rocky that you know just chilled out, but none of them. There aren't many that I aware of they just weren't they just weren't they just didn't have these horses to hand <laughs> amazing <laughs> and i had and uh yeah maybe i'm only i'm a tallish guy but i have got an enormous head so the helmet detail that was really embarrassing they just we, couldn't find a helmet that would fit my head that's what we that's what that's how we knew that we'd get on joel i think inherently we knew our massive heads would mean that we'd get on <laughs> we're both enormous headed big men. brains <laughs> big brains right should we go should we go get beaten by some people on the internet at car football Yes. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Send the guys a movie idea. Tell your friends that you like the show. Follow us on social media. Then you'll be the best listener.